When you need your work truck to work as hard as you do, trust Delphi Technologies to deliver the parts built for the toughest work environments. From construction sites to long distance hauling, go with the aftermarket supplier known for its 100 plus years of OE heritage and expertise. Go to DelphiAftermarket.com today. podcast everyone uh, i'm your host andrew ross now you know those of you who've been listening regularly to this know that i've been uh, most recently i've been obsessed with the topic of average repair order uh we're going to set that aside for the moment uh and, and talk about uh the future of the aftermarket and particularly the uh inflow of getting skilled labor uh through youth and and uh uh, attracting people who we hope will stay in the industry and build the industry for the next stage, for the next future, which is very exciting. Uh, I think anybody who's in the business will agree. Now, uh, just recently, recording this in early uh, December, just recently, the Automotive Industries Association of Canada released its latest uh, labor market study. And long and short of it, it's not actually a great picture for the skilled trades in the aftermarket. Uh, it's having a little trouble competing with other industries. Uh, it's having a little trouble hanging on to the particularly techs in the uh, independent aftermarket, losing them to dealers as well as to other trades because a lot of those skills are really transferable. There's a lot of reasons for that. But, uh, you know, and, and a lot of folks who are working in the industry will be like, well, that's nothing new. <laughs> you know, it's always been a challenge. But also not exactly new, uh, but certainly on the on the up uh, is uh, – uh, the uh, idea of Skills Ontario, which brings uh, kind of that skilled trades gospel to to the youth. Uh, so it's my pleasure today to have uh, Ian Howcroft, who is the CEO of Skills Ontario, to tell us about really what they do and how this can maybe fit into a promising future for the aftermarket. Welcome to the podcast, Ian. Thank you very much, Andrew. Very happy to be here and talk a bit about uh, Skills Ontario and what it is that we do and hopefully how we can help uh, your sector uh, uh, realize uh, more success, realizing there's an awful lot of challenges that we've been dealing with for, for quite a while. Sure, sure. So I, I guess, you know, I always like to start off kind of right at the ground here. Uh, what is Skills Ontario and what actually does it do? Well, Skills Ontario has been around for about 33 years, and we promote skilled trades and technology careers to young people. Uh, we started in Barrie, Ontario, as I said, over 30 years ago, a small competition uh, organized by some uh, technology teachers in the high school. It was modeled after uh, the Vocational Industrial Clubs of America, which now has uh, evolved into Skills USA. And from that humble beginning of about 112 students in seven different contests, we've grown into a provincial-wide organization. Uh, we go into the schools and make presentations on skilled trades and technologies, the 144 skilled trades areas in Ontario. We hold trade and tech days. Uh, we have special programming for girls and young women, uh, for Indigenous youth. Uh, we hold competitions, qualifying and we also host the uh, largest skills competition in the country. Uh, it takes place in May uh, 6th, 7th, and 8th in 2024 at the Toronto Congress Centre. And we'll have about 77 different contests in all areas. Uh, we'll have about 25, 2,600 competitors. And we're hoping to have up to uh, 35 to 40,000 visitors, uh, as well as uh, a, a guidance counselor event. We had one last year. I uh, wasn't sure how it was going to go. 
but we had over 500 guidance counselors registered. So we're hoping to uh, to double that. And we're also holding an event uh, to promote entrepreneurship and uh, let uh, young people explore and present on what they would like to do as an entrepreneur. So uh, again, it's the largest uh, competition in the country. Uh, we have the largest young women's conference at the same time, 2,000 girls and young women. We have a fast-growing Indigenous conference. And it's a great opportunity for people to go and watch the competitors, but also to explore the showcase booths. Our partners have booths there so that people can try a trade. Uh, they can have a hand at an experiential opportunity. And we'll probably have our new uh, trade and tech truck there. That's an opportunity that we saw going out to the schools, taking the technology with us uh, to show uh, students, uh, parents, and other audiences what it's like to drive a crane, uh, to use a 3D printer, uh, to have a welding uh, simulator, a painting simulator for the, the auto sector would use. So uh, it's an opportunity to get that hands-on opportunity to get uh, students, to get uh, parents, to get teachers, and even guidance counselors uh, engaged in, in what uh, what we're trying to deal with and fill some of these huge skill shortages out there. Again, it's not a new issue. Uh, prior to joining um, uh, Skills Ontario, I was with an organization that focused on manufacturing, manufacturing uh, advocacy, lobby group, Canadian manufacturers and exporters. And I was there for almost 30 years. And every year I was there, one of the top three issues was a shortage of skilled trades, a shortage of competencies, a mismatch of talent. So it's something we've been talking about for a long time. But I'm pleased to say that uh, I'm seeing more than just talk now. I'm seeing action and I'm starting to see some real results. So timing, uh, as they say, is everything. And right now we have some several things that are working to our advantage with the people recognizing there's shortages, recognizing demographics, the workforce is aging, uh, coming through a pandemic, recognizing what some of the important functions are that we need to have if we want to have a, a quality of life and a standard of living that, that we enjoy. And the auto sector is certainly a, a key component of our enjoyment, our style of life, and, and what we're doing. So I'm really happy to be at, at Skills Ontario right now. And uh, thank you, Andrew, for the opportunity to allow me to talk a little bit about what we do. Yeah. Now it occurs to me. Obviously, there's there's a, a lot of share of mind uh, kind of issues. You got you know I said the more than 140 trades that are being presented at any given time, and you know our concern is is you know on the motive power trade and and uh, you know specifically on the mechanical side for for a lot of what we do here, uh, and uh, you know the the kind of uh, thinking has often been that if you if you really want to get kind of apprentices into your shop. You got to go out to the high schools or earlier, you know, and kind of get them going and say, like, you know, can we get something? And we're kind of one on one and not a lot of uh, shop owners or folks involved have the time for those kinds of things. So so where does where does what Skills Ontario do to kind of dovetail with the desires and, and energies of of the, the industry itself uh, to help channel, you know, promising and enthusiastic and passionate uh, young people into the motive power uh, skilled trades? What we what we try and do, and I think we're having some success, is we try and showcase these opportunities. Uh, when we we go into the schools and we do presentations, I think last year we did over two thousand presentations to uh, to students in the schools. Uh, during the pandemic, they were all virtual, but for the most part now we're back in person to highlight these opportunities to give students uh, again as, as much of a hands-on opportunity as we can. Uh, we have videos, we have opportunities. We see ourselves as a conduit to help young people explore and opportunity to get information about that and hopefully make a connection you know the, we and we do it in all areas you know we have construction uh the service sector uh industrial motive power and technology 
And there's a lot of crossover between some of these sectors, particularly the uh, the motive power, the uh, the technology sector. There's a lot of cr- crossover there. So what we're trying to do is make sure young people are aware of these career paths. And if they are interested, we do spark an interest. How can they get some hands-on opportunities? How can they explore this further? And how we can we help them make a connection to uh, to explore and find uh, a, an opportunity? Now we're we're looking at what we need to do ourselves in, in, in that regard. Now we had some plans just prior to the pandemic to try and bring more employers and more students together. Uh, then we had to go uh, everything remote. So we're just getting back into uh, our in-person events. So we're looking at how we can uh, how we can build that, how we can be that uh, conduit to help young people explore and find a way forward. And if they are interested in doing that, what's that pathway uh, that we can help uh, take them on that journey from an educational uh, pathway to a career pathway? And uh, that's what we're looking at right now. What can we do? And we have an awful lot of partners uh, we could not put on uh, the competition that we do, the size that we do, you know, 600,000 square feet at the Toronto Congress Centre. We have about, I think, seven to 800 volunteers that help us put that on. And we have about 150 partners that, that we need to uh, to be able to deliver this. Uh, our biggest partner is, of course, the Ontario government. Uh, but then we have companies like like Magna and Linamar and the colleges, uh OPG and a whole variety of others, the training centers, the unions. Uh, we see ourselves as a, a, an organization that believes in the three C's, cooperation, collaboration, coordination. And what can we do to bring people together to look for skills, solutions, and deliver on that so that young people get that experience, that employers can see where the workforce of the future is coming from, and how they can both get engaged to their mutual advantage. Right. I mean, uh, traditionally, you mentioned that you you know, you know have some uh programs there to uh, address the communication and the knowledge level of the guidance counselors. And I've certainly heard, you know, uh, uh, rumblings within the industry that that sometimes the guidance counselors aren't really, uh, you know, on pace with the, the needs of the skilled trades in the in the aftermarket and tend to kind of focus on directing, I don't know, we'll call them the not the best students and saying, oh, well, maybe you can go be a mechanic, you know, and and not recognizing the the real challenges and and frankly intellects required to to work on vehicles uh, these days or at least the studiousness shall we say uh and 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 uh, is is this part of the kind of conversations that you're having with the guidance counselors kind of across the board i guess to say like you know we need we need good smart enthusiastic yeah. uh, young people, not not like the worst students ever, you know, or something. Yeah. And, and I think what we want to do and what our goal is, is to make sure young people have access to all the information, uh, present them with the whole array of opportunities. You know, universities are great. Colleges are great. Skilled trades are great. But young people might not consider a skilled trade career if they don't have that information, if they don't have access to exploring that and finding out more about that and how they can start their, as again, I said, their educational journey onto their their, their career journey. Uh, and we've had great, uh, great relationships with the schools, the school boards. There's 72 school boards in Ontario, and we reach out to them all regularly to get into them. Uh, we've had a great deal of receptivity. It was our, I, I, we, we felt it incumbent on us as well to to not just say, oh, this group should do this. What is it that Skills Ontario should be doing? And what can we do to help move things forward? So we decided that we would have a, a, a conference for guidance counselors. And as I said, we had over 500 guidance counselors register for that. And they uh, they attended it. They were engaged. I think they uh 
hopefully learned something. They they seem to appreciate the opportunity, and we've had continued follow ups with the with the ministry and with the uh, counselors and with the teachers, and we're planning on doubling that size uh, next year. We want to have up to a thousand guidance counselors there to provide them with information, to provide them with. Uh, you know, uh, materials and products and uh, programming that they can use to help and explore uh, with students the opportunities that uh, that we represent. Again, it's the skill trades and technologies from the broad perspective. And I think uh, we saw it's not we we just don't want to you know say this group should be doing this or this group uh, has do- hasn't done this. We said what is it that Skills Ontario should be doing, and how do we build more and more engagement from the educational system, the educational partners. Uh, manufacturing partners, motive power, the service sector, the construction sector, uh, the colleges, uh, and uh, the unions. You know, most of the the major unions with training centers are very engaged with us, and I think it's a great opportunity for young people to come out and see the skills in action, uh, to try your hand at a trade, get that experiential opportunity, and to start to see the excitement and the passion on those that are choosing a skilled trade as a, as a career opportunity. We'll be right back after this. Did you know that Delphi Technologies is the only OE full-line fuel supplier? Go with the global aftermarket supplier with over 3,200 SKUs covering more than 280 million vehicles in operation and with parts tested in OE durability and reliability conditions to ensure a quality fit and performance. Learn more at DelphiAftermarket.com. Yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, of those who have known a little bit about maybe Skills Ontario or the Skills Canada or the World Skills competitions, might have seen a few things here and there. You know that that competition is a, is you know sounds like a pretty big motivator for for a lot of folks. It, it, is it? Is that? It, it's an amazing motivator. Uh, you can hear me talk about it. I could show you pictures. I could show you videos, and it would all be impressive. But to really feel the impact and understand the impact, you have to attend it. It's one of those wow factor events. And when you get in there and you see 2,500 students competing, you see uh, tens of thousands of students going through and watching and exploring and going to the booths and trying their hand at a, a at a trade, trying their hand at an experiential opportunity and, and watching, you know, bakers, uh, you know, bread and uh, prepare meals, restaurant services, delivering meals. Uh, people, we have a an, an auto sector area where they're they're you know fixing dented uh, fenders and building chassis and painting cars, uh, landscape architecture, uh, HVAC, two uh, D animation, three D animation, robotics, um, you know, mechatronics, uh, hair hairstyling. You know, there's uh, seventy six contests uh, that show uh, a whole array of opportunities, and there's something for everybody. Uh, and again, we take over the whole south building of the Toronto Congress Centre, and we've had, ha, expanded so much, we've had to take over more and more space in the north building, where we have our conferences for the guidance counselors for girls and young women, for the uh, Indigenous youth. Uh, it's uh, it's really an exciting opportunity to go and explore, uh, to experience, and to find out about the skilled trades opportunities for themselves. But we encourage parents to come. We encourage more and more teachers to come. And we encourage employers to come. Uh, for 30 years, I heard employers talk about, we can't find the workers we need. We can't find the solutions that we need. And a lot of people were just throwing their hands up. We don't know what to do. So I guess getting together, uh, you know, discussing the issues, sharing your experience, and seeing, hey, these are these are the future employees uh, of tomorrow. I 
toured around one of my former members when I was at CME, and they said, "I can't believe that uh, this is going on, and I didn't know about it. How do I how do I hire these people?" And they were uh, they were doing the auto uh, auto body painting things, and uh, this person wanted to hire them to. I have a I have a function that we need. It's just like that. And uh, how do I hire these people? Well, you can't talk to them because they're competing right now, and you get them disqualified. But let's find a way that we can do that. And some of our some of our partners. Uh, they sponsor individual contests like Magna and Linamar and the uh, the uh, Plumbers Union UA and the contractors, and uh, they offer jobs to the gold medal winners. So on, on the third day of our competition, we give out gold, silver, bronze medals. We give out uh, anywhere from forty-five to seventy-five thousand dollars in monetary prizes, and then some of those uh, people also get a job offer from the companies that are sponsoring those. So I like to say you can leave with a medal in one hand, a check in the other hand, and an employment offer in the back pocket. So uh, it's it's a great. great Great experience, and I encourage people to come out to uh, to see, to explore. It's uh, Monday the sixth, Tuesday the seventh, and uh, th- Wednesday the eighth uh, of May, and it is a, a wonderful opportunity to see and explore the skilled trades and technology careers, and see the workforce of the future being uh, created. Right now, you you mentioned you know obviously some of the outcomes are you know the ones the, the winners you know uh, potentially depending on their trade and the support from the uh, kind of employment community out there can can uh, do pretty well uh, and end up uh, with that. But you know there's a there's a long journey and uh, is are the outcomes uh, are there positive outcomes even for those who don't make it to the kind of the gold medal round as it were uh, just from yeah, kind of getting exposed. It, 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 there there is because you know there's only so many that can win the gold medal or silver medal or, or bronze medal. But it does uh, open young people's eyes uh, and opens doors to uh, to future career potential, and they get to see where they may see themselves. Uh, you, you know, and we encourage young people to come out in uh, elementary school all the way up to high school. We have competitors from uh, colleges, post secondary. Uh, so there's an awful lot of opportunities, an awful lot of benefits that can uh, accrue to people by participating and and joining some of the initiatives that Skills Ontario offers throughout the year. Not just the competition; that's kind of our our, our crown jewel. But we have an awful lot of programming that takes place throughout the year to give that experiential that opportunity to help people explore what they want to do or you know worst case scenario they explore something they don't want to do which also helps them uh, perhaps say okay i don't want to do that but there's 144 skilled trades and then there's a whole lot of technology careers out there i'm going to find something that i want but maybe that what i thought i wanted uh that's not what i want to go but i've been exposed to another area uh, another opportunity that i want to further explore and find my way forward so there the, it is a, it's a great opportunity even if you don't win a medal uh, and uh, as I say, there's only a limited number of those, uh, but there's opportunity for thousands of people to see, uh, to have a hands-on opportunity and to try something, to explore something. And we hopefully see young people get inspired to say, I want to compete next year. I want to compete in two or three years when I'm uh, eligible for for that that competition. I want to show what what I've been able to develop, what I've been able to to learn and grow from uh, my educational process. And this gives me the chance to, to shine. And uh, we try and recognize that in a whole variety of ways. And it's really nice for Skills Ontario uh, staff members to hear how many people have had their lives positively impacted uh, by participating in our programming. It opened, as I said, their eyes and it opened doors for them uh, to start a career that they continue to pursue. Uh, and just because you're doing one thing for, for five years or so, there's other doors. There's related doors. Hey, I became a boilermaker, but I want to become an iron worker, or I want to d- take on uh, additional education so that I can do more and more of this. All right, I think I'm going to open my own business right now, as I said 
we're going to be having an entrepreneurial aspect to the, the competition next year. So more and more people might want to try different things and, and, and grow in a different way. Individual pathways uh, are, are open to all. And again, the skilled trades have so many opportunities for young people. We just have to make sure they're getting the information that they need and, and can build on. And the other audience that we're also seeing more success with is parents, getting parents to see, hey, this is something that we should be encouraging and supporting our our, our children, uh, not discouraging them. Uh, and I uh, said, there's no bad pathway, but we just want to make sure that young people have all pathways available to them so they can explore, uh, try a trade and see where they might want to go in their career. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you certainly don't want somebody to go in and only know about one area of, of uh, possible employment, not really like it, and then be kind of lost, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. They may have a, a lot of aptitudes that, that put them right in the pocket for being a, yeah. an excellent, skilled tradesperson, uh, but they need to find the right one, the one that fits with their mind and their opportunities and, and you know, where their where yeah. kind of trajectory, where they would like their trajectory to go, right? Yeah. And, and uh, as I said earlier, one of our new programs is our trade and tech truck, and it goes out to provide that experiential opportunity. Uh, we have, uh, you know, can learn how to change a tire, you know, how brakes work, how hydraulics work, how uh, painting, how the car gets painted. You can try We do a contest. You get rated on how your painting skills are. And we were really pleased to announce in the summer uh, that we were able to secure uh, from the Ontario Skills Development Fund uh uh, some money that allowing us to build three more of these uh, trade um, trade and tech uh, trailers and get them out to, to the schools because we only have one right now and the demand is such that uh, we could have it out every day of the week, uh, seven days a week. Um, so we know that uh, with the three more that we'll put on the road for the next academic year, it'll give a whole lot of the young people the opportunity to, to explore and get that experiential opportunity. Even with the one truck that we have right now, we've had it on the road for I think it'll be two years in March or April, and we've had over sixty thousand people through it in that in that period of time, which again just shows the interest uh, in in the truck and the interest in skilled trades opportunities. Right now, so here's the kind of sixty four thousand dollar question. Uh, not that that's a price tag or anything, but uh, uh, you know, so how does you know uh, uh, how do individuals who are currently working in the industry? Um, engage, uh, you know, more fully with with Skills Ontario, obviously in Ontario, and I'm sure some of these kinds of ideas will apply elsewhere in the country and, and elsewhere. But but how do they engage and, and uh, you know, make sure that, that they're understanding and just being connected to the process as much as possible? Well, we we uh, see ourselves as an inclusive organization, and there are certain age limits for some of the competitions that we run and some of the pro program eligibility. But we encourage all people to come out and, and explore what, what what we're doing. Come to come to an event. Go to our website and get information. And uh, and we believe really in in the value of partnerships. And uh, we see our role as a conduit. We don't want to duplicate or replicate what others are doing, but we will try and help people find their way forward. If well, we're not doing that, but we know an organization. We have a partner that's doing this. So how do we help people move forward in, in, in that way? Uh, the Ontario government created a new organization called Skilled Trades Ontario, which is responsible for Ontario apprenticeship. So we're working very closely and collaboratively with them so that people can get to that portal and find out all they need to find out about uh, an, an apprenticeship. So if we don't have the information or if we don't offer that program, uh, what we want to do is say, but here's how you can move your your discovery forward. Here's how you can move your journey forward. Let us help you make that connection. And uh, that's an iterative process, an ongoing process. We kill, continue to want to build our website and, and our programming and bring in more and more partners so that uh, we can become uh, a, a service 
and a source of information and assistance to uh, all ages and all groups. But our real focus in the promotion of skilled trades is to the younger people in uh, elementary, secondary, and post-secondary school. Sure, sure. Now, for, for folks who are working in the industry, uh, you know, whether it's for manufacturers or, you know, other uh, distribution sectors or shop owners uh, out there, um, is there a way that they can, uh, you know, engage uh, in, in support of uh, what Skills Ontario is doing and, and make sure that, again, the trajectory and everything is kind of aligned with, with yeah, that, uh, uh, a, a variety of ways. We're a relatively small organization, although we have grown and do have some plans for growth. We have less than 40 employees around the province. Uh, and we could not do what we're doing without our volunteers, uh, with, without the support we get from uh, our, our tech chairs and the volunteers that help us run our programming and deliver the competition. And I said at the competition alone, we probably have between seven and eight hundred volunteers. Uh, we have 150 tech chairs uh, and co-chairs uh, that oversee the competitions themselves and design the scopes and design the programming. So it's a, a huge undertaking that uh, uh, volunteers that we have. Uh, so what we try and do is encourage more and more organizations, more and more employers, more unions, uh, more uh, people with a certain skill or an interest to come and work with us, help us uh, get that message out there, particularly if you're a skilled tradesperson. Uh, what better way to to highlight success than seeing uh, what, what a skilled tradesperson has been able to do, how they've come uh, uh, along on their journey, what challenges and barriers did they face, and more importantly, how do they overcome those and realize success in the skilled trades and technology? So th there's, as I say, uh, a welcome receptivity at Skills Ontario for, for those that are interested in finding out about skilled trades, but also we encourage and hopefully have more and more people come through to volunteer to share their story and to help us build skilled trades in Ontario. No, that's great. Yeah, I mean, there's always opportunities and, and those folks out there who want to share their passion for the automotive aftermarket with, uh, you know, tomorrow's potential uh, skilled tradespeople and uh, always have to add uh, business owners too. Uh, most mm -hmm. of the business owners and certainly at the shop level started out in the skilled trades, maybe are still working in it, depending mm -hmm. on where their aptitudes for business lie. Uh, but it's certainly an area that, that can never have too much, uh, you know, enthusiasm injected into it, right? I, I agree completely and uh, couldn't have said it better myself, Andrew. So thank you for, again, for the opportunity. And I encourage people to go to our website, uh, reach out to Skills Ontario, anything we can do to get our message out there, our programming out there, we're, we're happy to do that. And we look forward to uh, helping to build uh, the skilled and technology workforce of, of the future here in Ontario. And there's a similar organization in every province and territory in Canada. And then there's also the World Skills or, or Organization. Uh, we will have competitors from Canada go to World Skills in Lyon, France next September. And uh, in 2026, it's in Shanghai. I'd love to see World Skills come to Ontario in 2028. So, uh, uh, let's uh, let's see what we can do to uh, to encourage more young people, more engagement, so that we can host it. We haven't hosted it in Canada since uh, I think it was two thousand nine in Calgary. So I think it's due here in Canada. Well, I I, I agree, <laughs> based on nothing, but sure, yeah, why not? You know, bring it home, right? And and this really does bring it home too. Uh, Ian Huckroft, thank you so much from Skills Ontario, uh, another avenue for folks working in the aftermarket to help build the passion and the skills. Uh, attract people to this industry uh, and and uh, hopefully hang on to them uh, down the road because, uh, you know, today's skilled trades person may be the person that will be taking over your business in the future. We'll put useful links in the show notes for this. Again, Ian, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I'm Andrew Ross. Uh, take care of each other. Take care of yourselves and everything will work out all right. Till the next time. Thank you. Thank you.
Brought to you by the publishers of Indie Garage and Jobber Nation. Connect with us online at indiegarage.ca and jobbernation.ca. A brand of chat integrated media. Pothole damage to a vehicle's chassis is always a concern, no matter the size or time of year. If the worst does happen, you can count on Delphi Technologies steering and suspension parts to get your customers back on the road again. Learn more at delphiaftermarket.com. <laughs> 